Happy first Sunday of the year 2021, mga kapatid. Wow! And just like that, natapos na po ang 2020 at nagsimula na po ang ating calendar year. I trust na na-enjoy ninyo ang inyong New Year's celebration. Na-enjoy ko po ng lubos ang preaching ni Pastor Sam at ang ating New Year's Eve service. I'm sure many of you, if not all of you, have watched that as well. And um, during the New Year's Eve service, Pastor Sam reminded us of the beauty of the Kairos moment. As important as the Chronos time is, the chronology of everything that we do. Malaking bagay po na na-appreciate natin ang Kairos, the moment that God has given us, the season that we are in in our lives. And so Pastor Sam reminded us in that beautiful preaching that may we not miss the Kairos moments in the Kronos time that we are now currently in. And so as much as marami tayong iniwanan, I pray na iniwanan nyo na yung mga sama ng loob ninyo for 2020, bitbit din natin ang alaala ng katapatan ng Diyos sa atin sa nakalipas na taon. Dahil yung katapatan na yun, ang siya rin magbibitbit sa atin sa bagong taon na napagsimulan na po natin. Lamentations 3.21 would say that when we call this to mind, we have hope that because of the Lord's great love, we are never consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. And we can say, along with the rest of our brethren, that truly great is the faithfulness of the Lord. For my Lighthouse family, you must have missed already this part of our sanctuary kung saan palagi nating binabandila ang iba't ibang pangalan ng ating Panginoon. And I pray this will be front and center of everything that we are and everything that we do, especially for this year 2021. Nagsimula po ang taon na we have this much uncertainty. Kailan magsisimula, Pastor Joe, ang ating face-to-face, physical service? And reason and wisdom would prevail on us na it's better for us to maintain this online service for the moment na hindi mo na tayo magkakasama-sama. But I pray na, again, we will be able to capture the Kairos moment na kahit na may limitasyon, kahit na miss natin ang physical presence ng bawat isa, we will be able to capture this gift of time, this gift of moments that God is now pouring upon us. At alam natin, kung gaano naging tapat ang Diyos sa atin sa mga nakalipas na taon ng buhay natin, may pandemic man o wala, ganun din ang presensya ng Diyos na lalakad at gagabayan tayo sa mga parating na araw ng buhay natin. And so 2021 is the year of the Lord. Just wait for further announcements from the government and from your church leadership kung kailan tayo papayagan finally ng ating minamahal na Diyos na muling physically to be able to gather. But we are going to take advantage of this moment. Today I have entitled this sermon, Far From the Shallow. This has been inspired by one movie that I was able to watch during these past uh, holidays. A Lady by Lady Gaga, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a musical. And uh, during one of our huddles in the house, Luke, along with uh, Nia, 
they made a duet out of this. And it's just a beautiful song. Sabi ng kanta, I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. We'll crash to the surface where they can't hurt us. We're far from the shallow now. I'm sure you will agree that ang buhay ng kristyano po ay palalim ng palalim. Ang buhay ng kristyano ay tinatangay tayo ng banal na spirito. From grace unto grace. As the Apostle Paul would say, whereas before, ang kinakain natin ay milk, now we are now being fed with solid food as we mature in our Christian pilgrimage. From the elementary teachings of the faith, which were foundational, which were very much instrumental in forming our spirituality as of the moment. But the Lord is now taking us into the deep faith lessons that shall sustain us, especially in the midst of these challenging times that we are facing. And we need to embrace the growth that God is ushering us into. We are now far from the shallow, mga kapatid. Kung merong isang lesson na itinuro sa atin ng 2020, hindi magsusurvive, mahihirapang magsurvive ang mga taong mababo pa rin ang tingin sa buhay at mababo pa rin ang pananampalataya. Kung merong isang binago ang Diyos sa atin sa nakalipas na taon at patuloy na binabago sa 2021, it is the way we perceive of God. Who is He to us? Who is He to you? Is He the God of miracles? Is He the God of the supernatural? Or have we now consigned God to a box na may formula na tayo sa ating pananampalataya? God can never be boxed. He made the universe by the words of His mouth. He measures the universe by the span of His hands. That's how big He is. That's how immeasurable, how uncontainable He is. It is only by His grace that every time we gather like this, every time we approach His throne in faith, that God appropriates unto us according to the measure of faith with which we approach Him. And so today, as we kick off this sermon series for the month of January, let's just bow down our heads and let's glorify the Lord. Father, salamat po sa bagong taon na sinimulan po ninyo. And we pray, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, sa bawat kapatid na kasama namin ngayon sa online service, sa bawat salitang aming bibig kasi, sa aming pagpupuri sa inyo, malami namin, Panginoon, that truly the old is gone, the new has come. And because of this, Lord, we know, Lord, that today you have renewed this faith in us. Your compassions have been poured out unto your children. So come now, Holy Spirit. Take us from the shallow to the deep of your counsel, to the depth of your counsel, and glorify the name of Jesus, under whose name we live and move and have our being. Everyone will say, Amen. We will be expositing from the book of Luke. I'm sure you have read this narrative many times over. But let me just take you to the background of the Luke, or at least the progression of the gospel according to Luke. Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2 really dealt with the Christmas story. 
the conception of John the Baptist in the womb of his mother Elizabeth, the virgin conception of Jesus Christ in the womb of Mary. That's Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 2, and we exposited on this in our last services during the Christmas season. Luke chapter 3 focused more on the ministry of John the Baptist, and it even ended with the account of how Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and how the voice from heaven rang out the day, proclaiming that Jesus is the Son of God in whom the Father is so much pleased. Now Luke chapter 4 gave us the narrative or gives us the narrative of the temptation of Jesus. And you know how the devil tried to tempt Jesus to turn the stones into bread to make the spectacular by allowing the angels to catch him as the devil tempts him to, to jump off from the temple and by tempting the Lord to bow down to Satan. As Satan now promised to give Jesus the rest of the kingdom of the world. But of course, Jesus was in the midst of his prayer and fasting in that 40 days of temptation in the wilderness. And of course, Jesus always came out faithful and triumphant over the wiles of the evil one. And Luke chapter 4 also records that Jesus started his public ministry. He went home to his hometown in Nazareth, and he went to the synagogue, and he opened the scroll of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 61. The sovereign Lord is upon me. I have been anointed to preach the good news to the poor. And all of these marvelous proclamations of the prophet Isaiah. And Jesus, as he now rolled back the scroll, looked at the people in the synagogue and he said, Today, this scripture is being fulfilled in your hearing. And the people, according to the Gospel of Luke in chapter 4, took offense against Jesus. As a matter of fact, they tried to bring him out of the synagogue to bring him to the cliff so that they could throw Jesus. Why? Because how dare he proclaim that he was the fulfillment of the Isaiah prophecy when he was nothing but the carpenter's son. And that's where we get the adage that would say, no prophet is ever honored in his own hometown. And so because of this from Nazareth, Jesus decided to settle in the northern part, the Galilee area, which is about probably two days' walk from Nazareth. And there he started ministering, and there he started to call out his disciples. But the particular part of Luke chapter 4 was that Jesus went to the house of Simon. Yes, St. Peter. And in that particular day, he commanded the mother-in-law of Peter to get well because at the time the mother-in-law was stricken with fever. And for me, that must have been one of the earliest encounters of Peter with Jesus. I think the earliest was when Andrew, the brother of Peter, brought Peter to Jesus. When Andrew so excitedly came to Peter one day and he said, we have found the Messiah. And it was a time that Peter was introduced to Jesus Christ. And maybe this is the second encounter. When the Lord cared enough to drop by his mother-in-law's place and command the fever to leave. But you see, until this point, Peter had been nonchalant about Jesus Christ. He never spoke one word about Jesus Christ. Even when Andrew was so excited na nakilala niya ang tagapagligtas. But no recorded word from Peter just yet. 
even when the miracle of healing was given to his mother-in-law, Peter was still very much detached from the ministry of Jesus Christ until Luke chapter 5 came. And that's when our story, our narrative will start today. It says that one day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God. So by Luke chapter 5, the ministry and the renown of Jesus Christ is already, was already starting all across the Galilean region. They already heard how demoniacs were freed from their evil oppressions. They already heard about the countless healings of Jesus Christ. And so wherever Jesus would go, people would now follow him. Marami na pong sumusunod sa kanya in the crowd at this time. But noteworthy in this account in verse 1 is that they were there to listen to the word of God. You see, my friends, everywhere Jesus would go and everywhere Jesus is, where the Spirit of God is, there's always a stirring in the hearts of people to hunger, to thirst for the word of God. And let me stop there for a while, my friends. And I pray this is a good New Year's resolution for all of us. Let us pray that this year, 2021, will be a year when we can really come to the Lord, not just for the spectacular, not just for the healing, not just for the miracles as desirable as they are. And we should be desiring all of these manifestations. But first and foremost, let's come to the Lord to be able to be nourished by the very counsel of the Lord. It is His Word that sustains us. It is His Word that allows us to stand on solid ground when everything else doesn't make sense all around us. It is the Word of God that strengthens our inner man. I'll be preaching about this more in the coming Sundays. But on that particular morning, as the account would now say, people were now crowding around Jesus and they were there to listen to the very counsel of the Lord. Now verse 2 would say that Jesus saw at the water's edge two boats. These boats were left there by the fishermen who were now washing their nets. Verse 3 says he got into one of the boats and this time this is the boat that belonged to Simon. Yes, to Peter. And Jesus asked Peter to put out a little from shore and then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. I'd like you to encircle, if you have your Bibles with you at home, I'd like you to encircle those words, the boats that were left there by the fishermen. Jesus is a master of, he's a turnaround specialist. He sees empty hearts, he sees broken dreams, and yes, he sees empty boats. We would soon find out in the next coming verses, why those boats were empty and why the fishermen seemed so dejected in that particular morning. But before Jesus ministered to Peter, he first asked Peter if he could use, if he could make use of his boat, of his empty boat. Why? Because Jesus wanted this boat to be his platform, to be his pulpit. People were pressing in on Jesus and so maybe Jesus needed to have some space between him and the crowd. And so he waded into the waters and he asked Peter, Pwede ko bang gamitin ang yung bangka? And maybe Peter thought that, well, there's nothing much better to do after one unproductive night that we will soon know about. 
And Peter said, yeah, yes, please. By this time, they already had knowledge of each other. Jesus just healed his mother-in-law. How, how could Peter say no to Jesus, right? Gusto lang namang sumakay ni Pedro sa kanyang bangka. And the scene must have been like this, if you're now seeing it in the, in the screen. Peter was at the back of the boat. He rode it a little bit farther away from the shore. And now he was at the back of Jesus. And now Peter could see probably the enamored faces of the crowd. Of every person in the crowd who was clinging on to every word that Jesus was saying. And maybe this, is, this was the first time that Peter really had the time to stop, to pause, to just have been granted this moment, this divine moment of listening to the counsel of Jesus. I don't know, it's not, it's not written in the book of Luke, but I think we are free to interpret, to guess, to have conjectures. Ano kayang iniisip ni Pedro habang pinapakinggan niya si Lord, habang nagpipreach si Lord to the crowd? Peter must have started wondering, there's something about this man. There's something divine. There's something magical. There's something supernatural about the words of Jesus Christ. That people are being healed. Demoniacs are being disturbed. Evil spirits are being expelled. People are being inspired back to life. Jesus needed a boat. Peter provided one. Jesus now preaches. Peter now listens. And then, shortly after the preaching of Jesus, verse 4 says, when he had finished speaking, Jesus now turns around to Peter, who had been a captive audience at the back of the boat, and he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. I'd like you to encircle that in your Bibles right now. Kanina, sabi ni Lord, put out a little bit so that he could speak to the people. But after the, the ministry to the crowd, Jesus now spoke. Jesus would now speak to Peter personally. And the word for Peter is, put out into the deep. There's something marvelous about the Lord, mga kapatid. And if you've been a believer for quite some time, now you know that when you come to the church and the pastor is preaching, you know that the pastor is trying in the best ability that he could to minister to as many people in the sanctuary. Even right now, I am, I am really praying, even as I speak unto you, that I will be able to speak into the heart of the thousands of people watching this online service. But you also know that as much as God is the God of the community, He is also a very personal God to you. He has a personal word for you. He had a personal word for Peter. And the word was, you should be far from the shallow now. Let's go to the deep. And I want you to cast out, to cast down your nets for a catch. You can just imagine again. As Peter was there, akala niya ang role niya is to just row the boat a little bit so that Jesus could preach to the crowd. But now Jesus was speaking to him and the instructions of Jesus in his human mind probably 
did not make sense. You see, Peter is a seasoned fisherman. Maybe his dad and maybe his granddad, maybe his granddad's dad were fishermen. He was seasoned in the craft and science and art of fishing. Jesus is the known son of the carpenter. I don't know if Jesus was ever a fish fisherman. But in that particular morning, there was authority in the words of Jesus. Let's go back fishing. I want you to let down and cast out your nets again. So look at the words of Peter in verse 5. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night, but we haven't caught anything. Why don't you underline those words? We have worked hard all night. You can just sense this deep sense of futility in Peter's heart. And maybe even right now, the Lord is already speaking to you. I, I believe so. Because this deep sense of futility has marked or had marked our year 2020. Didn't we work hard in 2020? Talagang doble-doble ang mask natin na nabawasan na yung ating skin sa kaka-alcohol natin araw-araw. Ilang family reunions ang ating finurgo dahil gusto nating sumunod sa IATF. Gusto nating matapos na we wanted and we still want to put on our share so that matapos ng pandemic nito. And yet, what news confronts us today? Bagong strain galing United Kingdom. Bawal ang galing Singapore, galing Sabah, Malaysia. Marami na namang tourists from other countries ang hindi pumasok sa, ang hindi pwedeng pumasok sa Pilipinas. Why? Because they say this new strain is more virulent than the former strain. But Lord, we have worked so hard. Ilang frontliners nang nawala sa amin. Sinusunod naman namin ang kagustuhan ng gobyerno. Social distancing, face mask, face shield. Si Caleb, dalawang beses ko nang inattempt isama sa mall, but he was not allowed. Why? Because he's under 18 years old and we would just obey. Okay po, no problem. And we would go home and Caleb would be so frustrated because he has never seen the mall for the last how many months already. But Lord, we've worked so hard. But we've got nothing much to show for it. That was the very frustration of Peter, mga kapatid. He would look at the eyes. He was now looking at the eyes of Jesus Christ. And he said, Lord, you know, Master, Kung sa trabaho lang, we did our routine. Itapon yung net, try to feel kung may kumakagat, o meron yata, hila, mga kapatid, let's go, Andrew. And then, ha, lata ng rebis ko yung nandun. Tapon uli, meron naman kumagat, meron. Ano kaya? Bato. We've worked hard, Lord. But you know what? Tumirik ng araw, it's now almost 8 o'clock in the morning. Natapos ka na nga mag-preach, Lord. Mainit na mainit ng araw. And now you would want me to go back there, to the deep, to do it all over again. You could just guess there were so much questionings, probably, in the mind, in the eyes, and yes, in the heart of Peter. But I love the second part of verse 5. In a surge of divine inspiration, Peter would say, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. I believe this is the word of the Lord for someone watching here today. You've been 
stricken by so much anxiety, by so much questionings, by so much doubts, matatapos ba talaga ang pandemya na to? Will 2021 ever really be a normal year for us? Will those Pfizer's and Moderna's and Sinovac's ever reach us? We are not a first world country. We are not in the top priority list with a very limited vaccine that so far has been produced by these top companies. Meron kayang allotment ng Pilipinas? And so if you'll just hang on to the words of our politicians, even our scientists, you know they have failed us many times. But for Peter, it was the word of the Master Jesus that mattered most. In his mind, dapat hindi ni siya mangisda. My dad was a fisherman. At one time, he took me and my brothers out there fishing and explained unto us the science of fishing. Bakit pumupunta ang mga mangingisda sa laot paggabi? Dahil madilim. Walang nangingisda pagkabilugan ng buwan. Bakit ang mga mangingisda merong bitbit na Petromax ang tawag dyan sa summer? Bakit meron silang dalang lamp? Because in the darkness of the night, pag sinindihan yung Petromax or yung lampara or yung ilaw, the fish would be attracted to the light, to the boat. And now they would be an easy catch for the fishermen. That's the simple science of it. Nobody goes out to the deep fishing in the light of the day, pagtirik ng araw, because the fishes would be scattered in the, in the vastness of the lake, in the vastness of the sea. But Peter, again in the search of inspiration, says, But because you say so, Lord, I will let down the nets. Let me stop there for a while. Do you have old, worn-out nets, mga kapatid? Can you empathize with Peter's feelings of this long, futile night that he had just been through? I've worked so hard in this marriage, Pastor. But, that, that, that. Oh, I have heard that so many times. That deep sense of, it's too late for me to start all over again. I have endeavored so hard to get out of this debt, but the more I move, parang kumunoy, Pastor, lalo akong lumulubog sa lalim ng pagkakautang. Is there hope for me? It's too late for me, Pastor. I'm already 60 years old. I prayed for so long for my physical healing. It has not just, it doesn't come. I don't want to hope anymore. The it's too late, Luke. We've been praying for our first baby, but so far, none. I was having a huddle, me and my wife Rose, we were having a huddle with one of our closest friends in church. They were one of the country's top financial consultants. And I looked at the guy's eyes and I said, bro, just indulge me here. I'm now 50 years old. If I'm going to retire at age 65, how much money do I have, should I have in the bank for me to be able to comfortably retire by age 65? Very practical question, right? And he said, okay, pastor, how much money do you need every month for you to be comfortable? For you to have a comfortable, decent living. And so I, I just shut out a good amount of money. I said, oh, I, if I had 200000 a month, I would be happy. 
And so he punched it in his Excel file and he said, Bassler, you need 95 million pesos in your bank. Sabi ko, it's too late to my friends. I should have started saving when I was five years old. Do you have that kind of feeling too? Na parang hindi ka na makakahabol sa buhay. That it's too late, Luke. But thank God that Peter in that moment heard enough of the words of Jesus, experienced enough of the grace of Jesus, heard of testimonies from other people about Jesus, that he knew this man, Jesus Christ, is beyond science. This master before him is a man transcendent of human realities, of human limitations. And so, Peter, nagsagwan siguro si Peter, papalayo ng papalayo, hanggang silang dalawa na lang ni Jesus Christ ang nandun sa bangka. And hurriedly, I don't know if he was passionate about it, I don't know if he was just doing it out of compliance, but he got the net and he started throwing it to the lake. Now, I can just imagine now the eyes of Jesus Christ. The eyes of the Lord, just like the eyes of a father who got something for his child, and the child is clueless about it. I remember when Luke, Luke was a very active, hanggang naman, very hyperactive young kid. And as far back as he was like five or six years old, he would say, Dad, please buy me a bike, not the ones with training wheels. I want the BMX, the one I can spin and jump and do some tricks. And I would always say, Sige na, mag si dad. It took me about probably about two years for me to have enough money for him to buy him a good bike. And so at age probably seven, seven and a half years old, I finally bought him his BMX, his first BMX. But it was too precious because he waited for it for more than a year. You know what I did? Siningit ko dun sa kusina namin. Itinago ko dun sa likod ng aming refrigerator. And then, of course, Luke was clueless. And I said, now come here. Can you get dad something? It's behind the ref. And so, of course, obedient boy that he was, he went, the seven-year-old kid, Lucas, that I had, he went to the ref. And then you could just imagine the delight because from the sala, I could hear it like, dad! He finally saw his bike and he ran to the sala, gave me a hug, gave his mom a kiss. Maybe that was the feeling of Jesus when he said to Peter, come on, cast out the net. And Peter maybe was incredulous, but Jesus is like, you are in for a surprise. It's either that Jesus knew where the fishes were, or maybe Jesus summoned the fish to be right where the net of Peter would land. He's the Lord of the universe. He's the Lord of the fishes too. And you know the rest of the story. Verse 6, when they had done so, no, naging plural, they. That means Andrew must have been in the boat too. Kasi palaging magkasamang magkapatid na yun. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat. It must have been John and James, the sons of Zebedee, to come and help them. 
And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. The picture must have looked like this. Halos talagang lumubog na ang bangka ni Pedro at ang bangka ng mga anak ni Zebedee. Sa sobrang dami, kung kailan trik na trik ang araw, kung kailan walang Petromax, kung kailan talagang tahimik na ang ocean, saka naman nagdagsaan ang mga isda. But you see, habang nag-flip-flop ang mga tilapia, yan po ang tawag sa St. Peter's Fish. Tilapia po yun, mga kapatid. Habang nagtatalsikan at nagluluksuhan ang mga tilapia dyan sa net ni na Simon, Simon now lifted his eyes off this fresh catch and all of a sudden, he locked eyes with Jesus and Peter saw Jesus for who he really is for the very first time in his life. He was there when Andrew said, Peter, this is Jesus the Messiah. It never moved Peter. He was there when Jesus commanded a fever to get out of his mother-in-law. Peter never said anything. But when the miracle of the Lord was so personal, was so about him and his craft, and now this supernatural thing happened unto him, where did all these fishes come from? All of a sudden, Peter locked eyes with Jesus and he saw Jesus not as the fish catcher, not as the testified Messiah, not as the healer, but Peter saw him as the Holy One of the Lord. Because all of a sudden, Simon Peter exclaimed, he fell at the, at the knees of Jesus and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. That's a New Year's message for us, mga kapatid. I pray that this year, 2021, we will get to know Jesus more and more because the more we get to know the Lord, the more we get to know our real selves. Ang pangtanggal ng yabang sa tao, ang makilala mong higit at mas malalim ang Diyos. Dahil kung ikakumpara mo lang sarili mo sa kapwa-tao, you can be so mayabang, no? Dahil kumpara sa'yo, mas madalas ako magsimba. Kung kumpara sa'yo, mas marami akong memorized Bible verses. Kung kumpara sa kapitbahay ko, di naman lingid na ako'y Bible scholar. Comparing yourself to other people will do you no good. Compare yourself to Jesus. Position yourself beside Jesus and you get to see the real status and the real state of your soul. That is what happened to Peter. He fell at Jesus' feet and he started confessing, Lord, please go away from me. I don't deserve you, Lord. I am a sinful man. I pray that with all these names of the Lord over here in our wall in our church, that He is the King of kings, that He is the Alpha and the Omega, that He is our mighty fortress, that He is the great I Am, that He is the author and the finisher of our faith, that the more we get to know Jesus, the more we have a humble estimation of who we are in Him. Because we cannot approach the throne of God with pride in our hearts, my friend. We've got to be so lowly. We've got to have a posture of yieldedness, of brokenness before Him. And that's what happened to Peter. Buti na lang hindi siya pinagbigyan ni Lord sa kanyang request for Jesus to go away. But on that day, Peter received the great commissioning that one could ever receive from Jesus. 
Luke 5, we're still in verse, I think this is verse 8, verse 10 now. Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. In another version, it says, from now on, you will be fishers of men. Verse 11 would say, they pulled their boats up on shore and left everything and followed Jesus from that day forward. And Jesus is still calling people to go far away from the shallow, to try it out with Jesus in your boat. And from that moment on, Peter walked with Jesus. Peter, Andrew, John, James, and all the other disciples received the same message. Go far from the shallow now. You know why bakit shallow ang buhay mo dati? Dahil namamayagpag ang kasalanan sa buhay mo. Namamayagpag ang yabang. Namamayagpag ang pagiging sikat mo. That's very shallow, my friend. But when you now have a taste of the divine, we know now a grasp of who Jesus is and what He can do in you and through you. And how God always is the God of brand new beginnings. How God is now assuring you, for as long as I am in your boat, you're always in the brink of the miraculous. And you'll always have a purview. You'll always have a good vista perspective of the great supernatural world that awaits you, then you know you're off to a great adventure with the Lord this year, 2021, and beyond. Now, in all these three and a half years, when Peter walked with Jesus, he saw how Jesus had been so gracious. Jesus had just poured out unto them his counsel. Jesus had just exhorted so many people to give it one more try, give it one more try. And Peter had been given the front seat of Jesus' ministry in this life and in this world. But you know the rest of the story. When push came to shove, nung nagkagipitan na, three and a half years later, when Jesus was now being arrested by the soldiers of Caiaphas, along with some Roman soldiers, you know the rest of the story. This very much mayabang Peter would say, Lord, kahit sino pang humarang between the two of us, walang makakapigil sa akin para depensahan ka. And you know, it's just bravado. Mere words that when put to the test, Mark chapter 14 would now records that as Jesus was being brought by the soldiers of Caiaphas, Peter was below in the courtyard and one of the servant girls of the high priest came by and when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him and the girl said, Oh, you also were with that Nazarene Jesus? She said, but Peter denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about. And he went out into the entryway. First denial of Peter. But you know the rest of the story. Peter, the privileged Peter, who for three and a half years, tinangay ng Diyos kung saan-saan, pinakitaan ni Jesus ng lahat ng klase ng Himala. But when pressure mounted, you know the rest of the story, Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. When the Lord was now being carried away by the soldiers of Caiaphas, Mark chapter 14, verse 66 would say, Verse 66, yes, would say, 
the servant girl came and said, Oh, you are with Jesus? And Peter said, I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. And another one, the girl came, No, you are with Jesus. You are with that Galilean. I can see that in your accent. I can hear that in your accent. Parang mga ilonggo yan, di ba? Alam mong ilonggo eh. And the ilonggos would say, Paano kaya nila nalaman na ilonggo ko? Sa pananamit ko kaya? Peace, mga ilonggo ng mga kapatid. And maybe the Galileans had a certain distinct accent. And so the girl said, No, you're a Galilean. You are one of these Jesus followers. And again, Peter said, I don't know this man. I don't know what you're talking about. And he even cursed at himself. Talagang minura na ni Peter ang kanyang sarili. I swear to God, hope to die, sabi nga ng mga bata. Hindi ko kilala ang Jesus na yan. And you know what happened? Immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. And Peter got reminded of the words of Jesus that before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And the word of God says, and he broke down and wept. You can just imagine, again, the sense of futility that Peter again felt that morning. How worthless of a man he truly is, Peter now would say. This man who did nothing but love me and love on me and sacrifice for me when he needed me the most. Nasaan ako? I denied him three times. And you know the rest of the story that was Friday morning and Peter just escaped along with the other disciples because they were so afraid. But maybe they would hear the news that Jesus was now being flogged by the centurions. And now Jesus was now on the way to Golgotha. And by 3 o'clock, probably Peter also felt that earthquake when Jesus died on the cross. But he was never there by the side of his Savior. And that Friday night came and he, he heard that Joseph of Arimathea and, and uh, Nicodemus already buried Jesus in the tomb. And Peter was just in a very depressed state. Talking about depression. I think I'm talking to some people here today. One of the greatest challenges that these COVID times have brought upon us is the mental health issues. When people are now gripped with panic, with anxiety, with depression. It's like we not only fear the uncertainties that are before us, but we are so uncertain now of ourselves. Meron pa ba akong lakas para harapin another 12 months of 2021 when there's not much hope to stand on, when there's not much pillar for me to stand on. And you're now in your black Saturdays of your life. When everything seems lost and everything seems broken and empty. And Peter must have been in that state, mga kapatid. The whole of Saturday, maybe he was just crying, maybe he wouldn't eat. But then came Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. And you know that Mary Magdalene came rushing and said, Oh, the body is not there and an angel appeared to me. He is alive, he is alive. And Peter's heart might have leapt. And true enough, before that day ended, Jesus appeared to them with the marks on his hands. And Peter knew that Jesus is now the resurrected Messiah, just as he foretold. But one thing is distinctly apparent here. 
Peter was so convinced that Jesus came back to life. But, Je but Peter was never convinced that Jesus came back to life for Peter. For Peter must have been telling himself, why would Jesus do that? I am a good-for-nothing man. I denied him three times. Why would he appear to me? Why would he even be interested about me? On the eighth day, Jesus appeared again to Thomas, the doubting Thomas. And Thomas felt the wounds of Jesus. And so Peter just knew that Jesus' resurrection was a reality. But did it move him again? No. And by this time, almost two weeks nang nakalipas, Peter now moved back to Galilee. They were in Jerusalem. That was where Jesus was crucified. But now they moved back north to Galilee, to the hometown of Peter. And what did Peter do? John 21 now says, Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, and the two other disciples were together, and Peter said, I'm going out to fish. And all the others said, we'll go with you. Yan po ang problema ng mga depressed. Yan ang problema ng depression. Nagahanap ka palagi ng kapwa mo depressed. At pag kayo-kayong magkakasakasama, you'll just pull each other down. Peter was depressed. Thomas was depressed. All the other disciples, all the people that have heard the commission of the Lord that from this moment on you'll be fishers of men. What were they, now, what were they, what were they doing now? They were now back fishing. And they were there, Salaut, the whole night. Maybe they were thinking, tapos na ang three and a half years ng maliligayang araw natin, wala na si Jesus Christ. Yeah, He's a resurrected Savior, but He's not back for me. But John 21.4 says that early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. Although the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called it to them, Friends! Haven't you any fish? May huli ba kayo? And maybe from afar they said, No! And Jesus said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat. That must have been the voice of Jesus. Why? Because he was from the shore and the disciples were in the boat. Throw your nets on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. And when they did, they were unable to hold the net in because of the large number of fish. And the picture must have looked like this. And all of a sudden, that was when deja vu hit Peter. This was the first miracle that Jesus did to Peter when Peter was still very much unbelieving. When Peter was very much detached from the Lord. Remember three years ago? When Peter was so frustrated and he caught large numbers of fish? Today, when Peter was dejected and depressed and feeling so detached from the Lord, the Lord said, cast your net again. Try it again. Go far from the shallow. Try it again. And this time, the same miracle happened the second time. Verse 7 of John 21 says, The disciple whom the Lord loved said to Peter, It is the Lord! And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, or had taken it off, and jumped into water. Classic Peter, Tumalon, 
Sa laot, nagtatakbo, lumangoy hanggang makalapit siya kay Lord Jesus Christ, who at this time was already doing some inihaw na tilapia by the side of the lake. But look, Peter still didn't say anything. He was just excited that Jesus recreated the miracle. But did Peter say anything? Nothing. Nahihiya pa rin siya. Nakatungo pa rin siya. He was just happy that Jesus was there. But still his heart was full of condemnation. But verse 15, after the eight, Jesus started speaking to Simon Peter. Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Meaning more than these fishes. And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Three times he denied Jesus. Three times Jesus reinstated Peter to the great commission that he has given this apostle to now be fishers of men to now be shepherd of the people of the Lord. Lambs are sheep that are one-year-old, meaning the young people. Feed them, feed the young. Sheep are the adults, from the young to the old. In all generations of my people, of all my children, I want you now to love my people more than your desire to accrue unto yourself material gains, more than your dreams of Amassing for yourself some worldly wealth. Love my people. Love me more than all of these. Take care of them and feed them. And that was all that Peter needed to hear. Peter the rock came alive. Peter the disciple. Peter, the one commissioned by the Lord, came to life. And he spent the rest of his years taking care of the people of the Lord, testifying about the goodness of the Lord, proclaiming how God is a God that will take you from the shallow to the deep, how God is a God of grace that will give you the brand new beginning. God will give unto you his forgiveness even if you don't deserve it. God is a God that turns your page and gives you a brand new start. You're far from the shallow now, my friend. And so as I end, are you willing to venture far from the shallow? I will not join the pundits because I am not. I will not join the experts in foretelling the coming months of this year 2021 because I cannot do that. But what I have, I share unto you, my friend. The counsel of the Lord has now been given us. Will you let the Lord into your boat? If the Lord is wanting to make use of your life, if the Lord is wanting to make use of your career, if the Lord is wanting to make use of your house, 
Hindi makapag-gather ang church kayo sa mga malaking venues. But no law prohibits you from gathering a few number of friends right in the comforts of your living room. Will you allow the Lord to be in your boat? Will you be willing to put out into the deep to try something that you have never done before? To attempt something so big that it is bound to fail not unless the Lord be in it. Maraming limitations ang pandemic, mga kapatid. Maraming limitations ang paparating na araw, buwan, even years of our lives. Life will not just easily be flipped back into normal. But the question is, will you be willing to leave the shallowness of your earthly existence and put out into the deep and possess what the Bible calls the if-you-say-so faith? Even if it doesn't make sense, Lord. Even if my mind is countering it with some arguments, but because you said so, Lord, your word has the primacy in my life. Your word has that seat in my heart. If you say the word, I will follow. Then I know 2021 will be a year of breakthroughs, a year of miracles, a year of brand new beginnings, despite and in spite the limitations that we are now facing. So before we pray, let me invite all my Lighthouse family and even you, my friend, if you'd like to do this along with us, even if you are not yet committed to a church. But today, the Lord has given you a word to be far from the shallow. I'd like to enjoin my fellow Lighthouse people to join your pastors in a 21 days of prayer and fasting. These are the details. Today is January 3. You have one whole week to prepare your body for this. You just don't launch into fasting because you feel like doing it. There's got to be preparation for it. From today, January 3, till January 10, next Sunday, prepare your bodies. Cut out on that coffee, cut out on that sugar, cut out on that rice, slowly, slowly, so that your body will not go into shock. But come January 10 until January 31, the last Sunday of January. Let's devote this to a 21 day of prayer and fasting. Decide now, my friend. I'd like to be far from the shallow. If my body, if my flesh has had the better of me all these years of my life, konting kalam ng sikmura, dagling tatakpo sa kusina para puna na naman yung sikmura, yung chan. Today, I'll be far from the shallow, Lord. Jesus did prayer and fasting, and so shall we. Starting January 10, next Sunday, you can decide how many meals you will fast every day. One meal, two meals, or maybe three meals for the next three days, and then you break the fast, and after you have recovered, go fasting again. But we will do this as a community for 21 days. Not just in fasting, but in communal prayers. And come last Sunday of January, January 31, we're going to cast our vision for the year 2021 and beyond. But not until we have prayed and fasted. And so once again, 
for the next coming week, January 3 till January 9, please prepare your bodies. Please prepare your souls, your spirit. Commit this unto the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be far from the shallow. I want this year 2021 to be a clear demarcation line that I can now testify to the rest of the generations that will come after me. That it was in the height of the pandemic when uncertainties were at its peak that the people of the Lord rose and cast the net once again. Because now we know the God of the miraculous has always been with us. January 10, we will start our prayer and fasting as a community. But today, my friends, as we end, I'd like to speak to someone here that I believe you're watching and you've been challenged by the word of the Lord. But maybe your question is, how do I do that, Pastor Jojo? I'm not even sure if I'm a believer. I've always been fascinated by things that are spiritual. I've always been moved by things that are divine, things that are biblical. But many years have come and gone, and another year has now started. I don't even know if I have this relationship with Jesus. Where do I start, Pastor Jojo? If that is you, my friend, today is your day of salvation. Today is the day when just like those crowds, just like Peter when he was at the back of the boat, you heard the word of the Lord. And something in your heart has been stirred, has been challenged. Don't ignore that because it is the very voice of the Spirit telling you, today is your day that you'll become a child of God. Won't you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I have heard your word. And I confess, I don't know much and I don't understand much. But this, I have come to understand. How you're a God who gives your people countless second chances. How you're a God who challenges your people to go far from the shallow. And I admit, Lord, my, my life has always been a shallow one. I've been pursuing the lesser loves of this world. I have ignored the greater love of God. But today, Lord, I am responding to your word. You have caused my heart to rise in faith, to respond to your word. And so I come to you, Lord Jesus. You're my Messiah, my Savior, my Master. And I want to follow you for the rest of my days. Show me how, Lord. I am willing, as you have always been willing, to take hold of my hand and call me your child. Thank you, Jesus, for this grace. I give you my praise today and for the rest of my life. In your mighty name, amen. Oh, what a beautiful brand new Sunday for you, my friend. That on the first Sunday of the year, you have given your heart to Jesus. And now Jesus is in your boat. Now Jesus is in your constant company. And now Jesus will take you to the great adventures of life. You will never be the same again. Light us, family. Prepare your bodies. Prepare your souls for our prayer and fasting. Great things happen when there is unity in the body of Christ. 
For the rest of the churches that might have been tuning in right now, maybe you belong to another church, but join us in this call for prayer and fasting. Great things shall we behold in the presence of our Jesus, our Master and King. Father, thank you for everyone that has tuned in to this online service. I ask that your blessings stay with them. I ask, Lord, that the bountiful outpouring of your life, of your blessedness, of your Zoe life be upon every person that has come to this precious gathering. Bless their families. Bless the works of their hands. Protect them from this virus. Let the joy of the Lord dwell up in their spirits and let worship and praises now ring out in the four corners of their homes. Lift up your hands, shall you? And may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and may the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance towards you, my friend. And may the Lord grant you His peace. You are far from the shallow now. I declare this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next Sunday for the continuation of this New Year's series.